Today's Unashamed Alcoholic guest is Captain Robert Pichet, a Quebec pilot who was captain of the Air Transat Flight 236 in August 2001, which landed successfully in the Azores after the plane lost all engine power midair. This remains the longest glide for commercial aircraft in history. Captain Pichet saved a lot of lives that night, but he also has saved a lot of lives since by coming forward with his story of alcoholism and sobriety. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Captain Pichet. Robert, thank you so much for joining me to chat today on The Unashamed Alcoholic. I'm a big fan. I know my ex-husband's going to be very jealous to know that I got to chat with you today. And uh, and I put out a question today on my Twitter. I said, you know, I'm chatting with someone for the podcast today. And I put sort of the, the pilot emoji and, you know, people guessed who it was. So, you know, oh, yeah. you're well known. <laughs> you're well known for well, enough- in Quebec. In Quebec, <laughs> I'm well known. Yeah. As yeah. soon as you, you talk about pilot or flying an aircraft or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my, my name came, came, came the first, came first. Yes. Well, and, and, uh, you know, you're, you are well known for, you know, what happened, you know, now 20 years ago, uh, this month, right? Uh, yeah, most, yeah. most at the date, yeah. Yeah, we're two, almost in two there. weeks from now. Two weeks, I know, exactly it's amazing. two weeks from now. So you're well known for for that that fateful flight, but you're also known for what happened sort of since then, which is you started talking about your your uh, alcohol addiction and your 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 sobriety. So um, first and foremost, are you? Do you talk about? your sober date or your years or anything do you talk about how many how long you've been sober for are you open about that well my last uh, my last uh, my last drink was on the 21st of 2002 okay march 21st 2002 okay wow so almost 20 years now wow amazing congratulations next, next year is gonna be 20 years I'm, you, I'm on my 20 20th year you're in your 20th year yeah do you yeah. celebrate um, do you count days? Do you celebrate that every year? How do, how do you do that? No, because it's not the same when you're a well-known per- person, you know. Uh, people have tendency to say, if I go in a A meeting to receive a cake or, or whatever, they're going to, some of us going to say, well, look, like it, look at him. He's showing you off, you know, or things like this. Mm-hmm. So I keep most quiet, you know, and uh, okay. I don't celebrate about it. And I don't need, and I don't have the need to celebrate mm-hmm. because I came to a fact that, that if I wouldn't stop drinking, I'd be dead by now, you wow. know, or in the mental health institution or in prison again. Yeah. So, you know, so uh, I just talked to a friend last night that uh, he went back on the, he went back drinking and uh, doing, uh, doing drugs, you know, and he ended up in jail and everything after 27, 27 years. Wow. You know, he lost everything. Oh. And now he's getting older, so uh, it's a little bit harder to to recover than and mm-hmm. uh, you know mm-hmm. and uh, come 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 good again. Mm-hmm. But that's why I'm watching 24 hours a day, and uh, yeah. I hope that the next 24 I won't drink. You know, yeah. But I can I, tell you that for almost 20 years I haven't had a drink since then. Wow, amazing! And I appreciate that you say the 24 hour part because a lot of people, you know, they don't you, understand. No, and if and if you. If you let it go and you stop making that a priority, then suddenly like it's sneaking back in, right? Like, you know, you say like my alcoholism's out in the backyard doing push-ups, waiting for me to like have that moment of weakness or not make it a priority anymore. So the fact that you still, you know, work in the 24 hour. Well, you know, you know, once I was flying with a, a young co-pilot and uh, we're heading out to Cancun for three days as a pilot, you know, we used to, to, to overnight down south. 
And uh, on the way there, he says, uh, I heard that you don't drink at all. I said, well, what are you going to do for the next three days? It's a wild party, you know? I mean, everybody drinks, everybody gets drunk. And, you know, mm-hmm. as long as you saw good when, when the flight comes, mm-hmm. you are right. I see, he says, uh, is it that hard to stop drinking? I said, all right. I said, I can tell that you drink about, you have drank about 15 coffees since we took off from Montreal. <laughs> so in the next three days, try not to, try not to drink a coffee. And we'll talk about it in three days, you know? Mm-hmm. So when we came back for the flight three days after, I asked him the question, did you have any coffee while you were on the ground? He said, I must tell you the truth that the second day I couldn't, I couldn't bear without coffee. So I had a coffee for, for breakfast. Well, you got the answer right there, you know. Yep. That's as hard as it is stop drinking alcohol as it is to stop drinking coffee for a drug for a coffee addict, you know. Yeah, exactly. I'm doing the same thing with sugar on and off now. It's like <laughs> but yeah, I feel like if that's my worst thing now, then you know, I'll take yeah. it. <laughs> that's the example I used to give to people. Or smoking. Yeah. Try not to smoke for three days, you know. I don't yeah. ask you to drink to, to quit smoking. I'm just asking you not to smoke for the next three days. Yeah. But and, a lot of people think, you know, like you, you make a good point. There is a, uh, you know, what but people get sober. Like I did when I did, I thought I'll never have fun again. I'll never go on vacation. I'll never go to a concert. I'll never do all these things that I associated with alcohol. So when you say Cancun, like why, why would anyone go there if you don't drink? Right. It's, it's changing that mindset of like, you don't need alcohol to relax, have a good time, to dance, all these things go on vacation, well, right? Like, I don't, I don't agree. Uh, you don't think I don't so? Agree a lot with that, you know, because I'm giving you another example, make it a little bit more understandable. My wife and I, we used to go down south uh, three times, uh, three times during the winter time every year, you know. Mm-hmm. And as you probably know, everybody down south, when the sunset comes, everybody goes. Uh, on the beach and look at the sun at uh, the sun going down mm-hmm. and my wife she doesn't drink she doesn't smoke she doesn't she doesn't yell she doesn't do any she's a yoga pro, yoga teacher so mm-hmm. you can tell we're different eh? mm-hmm. and she said uh, and she and she used to tell me look at the sun how nice it is i said yeah it's beautiful it's nice but give me three more of wine i'll find it much nicer you know <laughs> that's that's the example that i give you know i like uh, you know, I, I find I find that the sunset beautiful. Yeah. But it's not like before because I drink for thirty years and all my emotion went on drinking right. all the time. You know. Right. And to come back and have fun like I used to have fun while I was drinking, it's pretty hard. You know? it's, it's pretty different. hard to, to get it's to the same level. For sure. Yeah. Oh it's, yeah. No, it's, it's different. It's and really I don't. Different. I don't want to stay out until three a.m. anymore. I mean, I'm also forty and a mother of two, so like I don't. I don't need to do that, but it's different. Right. But I find I, I enjoy things genuinely. Now I don't enjoy them. Like before it was with a layer of something on top. Now there's, there isn't that I'm genuinely enjoying when I enjoy something, it's genuine, which yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not much happier in life, but I have some moment of wellness. Yeah. Some, some, some uh, moment of peace, you know, right. yes. that I can, then I can feel yeah. that I didn't have before when I was drinking Yeah. because before when I was drinking, I had a problem or whatever, yeah. something was happening. It's always booze around, you know, right. to put your emotion up or down, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, since my emotion, are kind of a uh, standard, mm-hmm. I had moment of wellness, peace, you know, joyful, mm-hmm. but, but 
I don't have the fun that I used to have when I was drinking, <laughs> you know. But didn't your fun always kind of end up sometimes not very fun and at like the end of the night or the next day? Yeah, the next day I'm, you know, the next day I'm, I, I don't even think about it. The next day I come up and I find that I'm, I'm normal because I don't drink anymore. Yeah, exactly. That that, that part of uh, that part of finding myself uh, more at ease in the morning after doesn't play too much in my mind, you know. Right. But 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 the life that I'm doing now it satisfies me. That's yeah. that's for sure. And I can tell all the dividends that I used to to get from from not drinking, mm-hmm. like. Uh, like the 12 steps, you know, when I do the 12 mm-hmm. steps, I mean, in the promises, they tell you that uh, yeah, the fear of uh, financial insecurity and the fear of people is going to disappear. And it's true. It, mm-hmm. it happens, you know, mm-hmm. all the promises and all the tradition and all the 12 steps. When you go through that program, I mean, uh, yeah. you do a normal life, but you always still that little thing in my mind, you know, yeah. that when I was drinking, I used to have a lot of fun. I can tell you. Yeah, I know. I think we all have that little moments of like, oh, I feel like I might be missing something. But I think the bigger stuff takes over and it makes it, that balances it out. It's more, it's more worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. When did you, when would you say you knew you had a drinking problem? I never knew I had a drinking problem. (laughs) That's the problem. I never knew that with the way I was drinking. And I can tell you, I was drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. I went all over the world. I went to some places. Don't you? You, don't, you can even imagine the, the 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 dark hole in Bombay. You know, supposed to sell booze in Bombay in India. Mm-hmm. And we told we told a guy bring us to the worst hole in Bombay where they sell alcohol. I mean, I can tell you, I've been around the world and I've been drinking a lot. You know. Yeah. But but I never tell all those thirty years of drinking. That I was, I had a problem with alcohol. Really? No, never, never get sick in the morning after. Always do my thing. Wow. I mean, uh, that's something I was, I was kind of a maid for drinking, for yeah. drinking, you know. So that's that's what I'm saying. Uh, I don't, I don't regret it, but but I did not. I can get the fun that I had when I was drinking. But like I said, I got more men of wellness and peaceful and joyful. But. I never thought of myself that I had a problem because mm-hmm. any ordinary normal people, if they think they have a problem with drinking, the normal thing to tell yourself, I'm going to stop drinking. Mm-hmm. I come, I couldn't tell myself that I had a problem to stop drinking mm-hmm. because back in my mind, I didn't want to stop drinking. Exactly. Because drinking was my, was my medicine, yeah. you know, yeah. not to confront emotion life in itself or whatever you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so how did you so when it was really after that landing and you became you know your name was out there you sort of you know how did it happen there from there that you got so well after the landing i was six months straight not two days a week or five days a week six months straight drunk every night wow because because I, i couldn't get that full emotion that I used to get from people that I was well known. Mm-hmm. I was coming out downtown. Everybody was, you know, come after me and uh, pay me some drinks and everything. Mm-hmm. I couldn't bear that. I couldn't mm-hmm. cope with that, you know. Mm-hmm. And now, not only that, when I was a, a little bit much younger, when I was 30, I went to, I went to jail in the States, in, mm-hmm. uh, in the state of Georgia. I was all by myself. The only French-speaking people among 800 inmates, you know. And uh, there I suffer a lot, you know, 
And when I came out of there, uh, I couldn't tell anybody what I felt because nobody wanted to know about a guy who was coming up from prison. Mm-hmm. So I had to reconstruct my life mm-hmm. and, uh, and becoming again what I was supposed to be, mm-hmm. uh, a captain, every, every aircraft are all over an international basis. And that's what I did, but without telling anybody. And now that thing happened to me, and I knew that somebody is going to call the newspaper people and says, you know, your hero, he wasn't an hero all the time. Right. He did time. And sure enough, I, the, my landing happened on a, Friday, on a Thursday night. I came back the Tuesday after, and the news came out on a Friday. So a week, a week after the landing, everybody knew that I was, I was in jail. And that's what I had that I didn't know that I had. Mm-hmm. And I was scared to talk about the scaredness, my emotion that I felt when I was inside. Mm-hmm. You know, I was scared for a year and a half down, down in the prison. Mm-hmm. But you couldn't show it because if you show your scaredness, you become vulnerable. Mm-hmm. People are going to jump on you. Mm-hmm. So I had to stay strong, not to show that I was scared and, uh, and go through that time, you know. Wow. And that's what I wanted to talk about. But since everybody will know tomorrow morning that I've did time, I did, I didn't know what to do with that, how to cope with that. Mm-hmm. And that's how I started drinking like crazy. And after six months, I went to see my my boss and I said, I can I can keep on like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm something's gonna happen to me. Mm-hmm. I can drink every night, get drunk, and try to forget. I don't know what's going on with me. Right. So I went I went into therapy and that's and the that's when I, I knew what I had, you know. And then you decided to start talking openly about, you know. Well, your- like I said, the people knew that I was in therapy yeah. because somebody again called the newspaper people, mm. some jealous people around, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, they tell that I was in therapy mm-hmm. and they, they, they kept calling me and they kept asking me and they kept, you know. And I, I talked to what, with one of my mentors, the guy that I was following in the AA. I said, mm-hmm. what should I do? Mm-hmm. We're not supposed to publicize that I'm an AA member. Mm-hmm. He said, in your case, I guess you can go ahead and tell everybody. Mm-hmm. Then they leave you alone with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that's what happened. I just and then told, 20 years later, here I am talking. We're talking about it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> still. yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. And, and I realized that I can talk about it freely. Yes. Among, among people who, which the, they don't have the disease. And, and they take it, you know, yeah. because the landing gave me that, that the way of thinking that I can talk to people because they look at me, they put me on a pedestal because I landed that plane. Right. So I, it's kind of a, I can tell anybody anything and they go, they'll go for it. You know? <laughs> but I have to say the truth. I have to say the, the truth all the time. Yeah. I can lie on, on my feelings. You know? So now do you find people reach out to you more because of the landing or because of the alcoholism? I have enough. Okay. Sometimes I'm the, uh, I'm the gas station, you know, somewhere in Montreal that I've never been to and I, I will never go back there. And I'm putting gas in my, in my car and a guy pull up beside me that I'd never see him before. I will never see him again. Yeah. And uh, I look at him, you know, and uh, he says, thank you. He said, I quit drinking since since I heard you on the radio or I heard you, I see you, or I saw you on TV or whatever, you know. Yeah, I think so that's that, my reward. That's my exactly. reward. Exactly. You have something you can give it away. Right. And, yeah. you can, and I, that's why I always say why I do this, why I share my story now. And I'm a nobody, but I talk to somebody's who are 
you know, well-known and sharing, using their platform to talk openly about something that was so stigmatized and still is, but to say like, you know, there's nothing, I'm just like everyone else. I just have this and no, there's nothing wrong with saying the words sober, alcoholic, you know, in recovery, all these things. I noticed you obviously talk about AA. um, Yeah, because I'm the captain Pichet. Yeah. That's, that's gives me the opportunity to talk about it because they, they don't, they don't stop about thinking, you know, yeah. if that would have been well known, I don't think I would have been able to talk about it as freely as I do now, you know? Yeah. Like what if you, what if you hadn't, what if nothing had happened on that flight? What do you think would have happened with you and your drinking or talking openly about if you stopped? Like what, what uh, do you think would have happened if that hadn't Like I happened? told you before, I'd be, I'd be dead by today or back, back in jail or on the mental, mental institution, you know? You don't think you would have stopped drinking? No, not no, not by myself. No. no. You know the thing is, the worst thing about it is that I train a lot myself. You know, since I was young, mm-hmm. and and since I was able to do what the thing, the thing that I had to do the morning after, even though I had a hangover, but mm-hmm. I I could have function function normally. That kind of uh, put me in the wrong way. Like like you can drink because. You do the matter that you have to do, right? You know, right? But but that's that's not good to think like that, you know. I that's... read um there was a uh, an article when I was looking, you know, up what what you've talked about before around this. Uh, there was I think it was in La Price about how you know there was over three hundred people on that flight that you you know you s- saved their lives that on that flight, and then countless though since. Uh, because you've talked openly about your alcoholism. And I think that's a really good way to put it because you, you'll never know how many people you help with that, except for the, you know, you know, the random people who spot you or see you or contact you or whatnot. Um, but you'll, you'll never know. It really will, will be countless people um, who you've helped or saved or encouraged somehow through sharing your story. And I just think that's such a wonderful thing that, you know, you can, you can do. That's, it. that's exactly why I talk about it freely, you know? Yeah. I don't know who I'm touching, but I yeah. know that I touch people. You know? If so, you got sober and then we're continuing to fly. You were you were still working once you were sober. How would you say it was doing that the job sober versus all the years you'd done it while drinking? Not to say that you were drinking on the job, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. how was it? What would would you say there was a difference? No, not really. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I so. Uh, I was an experienced pilot when I when I stopped drinking. So the experience keep on going after that, you know. Mm-hmm. But I was a bit maybe a little bit more careful about about uh, small things that 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 before when I was drinking I couldn't look at it, you know. Okay. I talk to people they don't drink at the supper time. Yeah. You know, I was talking yeah. with the people who had, who had a feast, you know. So right. and yeah, I realized but- that the people that supper time that they don't they don't drink. They aren't. They are interesting people. They have. They have interesting to say. Yeah. Which before I couldn't care less because right. I said they don't drink. They help them. You know. know I'm not gonna. I, I I put the kibosh on a lot of potential friendships. And when I was, 
single in my twenties, if someone said they didn't drink a potential mate, I was like, like we have nothing in common, you know, like immediately. No. (laughs) And when you stop and you start talking to these people, you realize they are interesting. You know, I mean, they have a lot to tell you. right? Yeah. Because suddenly you don't just care about yourself. You care about other people, you know, the joy, the joys of sobriety and recovery teach you that it's not all about you. Finally. What about traveling around the world after you got so or did you find it harder to be in these beautiful destinations and not drinking? Well, uh, well, uh, luck, lucky me, I was married with a with a woman. I'm still married with the same woman. <laughs> we use we use, she she travels a lot, you know. She likes to travel, and like I said, she don't drink, she don't smoke, she don't yes, you know. Yeah. And she don't curse, don't do anything. <laughs> and since she likes she like traveling, we used to travel together. You know, we were traveling before and we're still traveling now, mm-hmm. but she preferred to traveling with me now than she used to travel with me before, you know, because before I was drinking, she was right. going to bed, let's say at nine or 10. And I was kept on going with people that I met at the bar until yeah. in the morning. <laughs> she did. She, she didn't like that too much. You know, yeah. now when I she go to bed at nine, I go with her, you know, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> so we're more likely uh, travel, travel a little bit more different way, but the best, better way. So you, 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 you've talked about AA and, uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, the, it's the terms I, I look for in people when they talk about their recovery or their sobriety and like what the terms they use. Like, obviously I say, I'm an alcoholic. Do you identify as someone who's sober in recovery? Do you openly say you're an alcoholic? Is that a word that you had to come you know, to get used to, or how do you feel about that word? Oh, it's strange you pose it. You, you strange that you ask me that question because sometimes we talk about alcoholism, and they ask me to call up to talk about it. And it's kind of uh, since I'm the hero and Captain Pichet, I'm not an alcoholic. You know, they know that I am mm-hmm. since we talk about it, and they invite me to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And when I said during, when I said during the conversation. Well, by the way, I'm not a colleague. That's why. And I can tell in the face of the people that I'm talking to, they kind of surprised that I identified myself as an alcoholic. Yeah. Like since I'm the hero, I'm not supposed to say that word. Yeah. And, and it's funny that every time that I say the word, they have a little reaction. And, and they're supposed to expect me to say that word because we're talking about alcoholism. Right. But they kind of a surprise that me, Captain Pichet, I identify myself as an alcoholic, you know, yeah. that's, it's always a little reaction among people. Yeah. It's and the reaction is even worse when the people are not alcoholic, you know, like say I'm go, I'm go to a, to a party or something. Yeah. And people, they don't know about my alcoholism. Right. And they, they see that I don't drink. So they come up to me and they, they offer me a drink. And I said, no, but they don't understand why I don't drink until, the, until that I have to tell them, I'm not. A, I'm an alcoholic. So since they, when they knew that I'm an alcoholic, they don't come back to talk to me anymore. They mm. just leave the party and they go away. Well, I think because, it makes it does make people uncomfortable. I think yeah. that word, right? Because we're not. Yeah. It's supposed to be a shameful word. Yeah, it's shame around it, right? Which yeah. there shouldn't be. Uh, I didn't. Well, I got I got a foundation, you know. Yeah. Which, which were my name, and and it's pretty hard to sell to get to get money, you know, to raise funds. Because, because it's better when, the, when you talk about kid or, or breast cancer or whatever, you know. Right. And when you call that about alcoholism, people are, you know, are, 
they refrain from, they are a bit afraid of giving money, giving phone to be, to be associated with, with that right. cause, you know? Right. Yeah. No, I understand. I mean, it's, it's something that there's still a lot of misconceptions around and that's why, you know, I just think the, the more we can talk openly about it and who it affects and how, you know, the impacts of it, um, the, the better off we'll be as a society, the more we can freely use that term, um, and talk about recovery or talk about getting sober, why, you know, or put fa- and put faces to it, right? Like, you know, the hero, the I young tell you woman. The truth. I tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah. I'll always wait in the conversation to come up with the word because I know that I'm talking to them, they listen to me, to me mm-hmm. and they find that what I'm saying is good. But I'm, I'm always waiting to say the word at the right time to make more the bigger impression on them, you know, mm-hmm. that that they realize that what I've told them so far is been said by an alcoholic, which is me, Captain. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that that puts more more pressure on them, you know. And it, it's probably they already they already think you have credibility and respect. Then why does it suddenly change because of this? That's right. That's right. It's kind of a mirror thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I like, think like, it, it does make people look at themselves too if they're like, yeah. well. If he he had a drinking problem, maybe I have one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? And sometimes the woman, the woman talks to me about her husband, which is there. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes she look at him and say, "Well, you should do like Captain Pichet, stop drinking in front of me." You know, like the guy is not too happy about it. That's for sure, <laughs> right? No. But but if it can help, maybe in a month or two months or six months after the guy decided to stop drinking, yeah, exactly. Because we met that night, but. But that's well, it good, eh? makes people think, right? It makes people yeah. think, oh, well, you know, this guy who I adore and revere and who's, you know, who's well-known and who is respected and has, you know, all this education and all these qualifications. Wait, he had a drinking problem? You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's not just the person on the street. It's not just that. And I think that's important for people to see and understand. Yeah, it's not, it's not only the guy who's sleeping under the Jacques-Cartier Bridge, you know, exactly. and sn- sniffing uh, glue, eh? Exactly. I mean, it can be a normal people. It can be your next door neighbor and you don't know about it. You yeah. Know? And that's why I thought I'm going to start saying this because people don't assume it's me. People were making jokes during the pandemic about like, oh, well, there's going to be a lot of alcoholics, yeah. you know, after the pandemic. I'm like, <laughs> like you're yeah. making this joke and I'm standing right here and I am one. And, but you don't know it because you don't assume that I am. You would and never maybe, assume it. Maybe that person's trying to cover cover the fact that he is an alcoholic yeah yeah and so i just thought let's talk more openly about this i'm not going to hide anything about it because i want people to not have to hide themselves because who else knows uh, who else around me is hiding it because i i was so why wouldn't anyone else so well but keep in mind what i told you at the beginning of the interview and when we stopped talking that for 30 years of booze i never thought of myself that i was an alcoholic Mm -hmm. So you can pretend that the people you're talking to are the same. Yeah. They don't think they have a they, they are alcoholic. Yeah. They don't even think they had a drinking problem. You know? Right. Right. A lot of people because, don't. Yeah. But as you know, when when we stop drinking, drinking, you have you have to. Uh, hold on a minute. When you have a drinking problem, you you have to stop drinking. That's that's what it is. And yeah. you have to change friends. You have to change your the way of living, the way exactly. of thinking. Yeah. You have sometimes you have to divorce to get divorced, you know, because yeah. <laughs> but you see, see, see. But the, the people not they're not all ready for that. No. You know, 
No. If, if, it the, brings a lot of if the consequences of stopping drinking. Oh, yeah. It brings it, a lot it's, of change. It's getting divorced. It's not, yeah. it's not the way, you know. Yeah. Well, my, it was fine. It gives a good, a good excuse. Not, not, not quitting drinking, you know? Yes, exactly. But nothing, everything stays the same. You know, now I find in sobriety, I never know what'll happen because I'm not going to be drunk. The, the, you know, the options are all out there. Everything's an option. When I was drinking, it was the same every day and I wasn't making any changes. But can you figure it out? How many, how many big decisions that you took in your life while you were drinking that would have been different if you weren't been drinking? Yeah. (laughs) Myself, I got three kids with three women. Three different women. Oh. And when I go in a meeting and I'm the one who's, I'm the speaker there, yeah. I said, I don't think when I was 20 years old, being a regular people with not the drinking problem, sitting on my bed said, well, one of my goals in my life is to have three kids with three different women. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think that the way it goes, you know, yeah. it only takes an alcoholic to have three, three kids with three different women. Yeah. I was you know? very, I, I, I look back at, um, the decisions I made in my twenties, uh, you know, every weekend, you know, the goal was to sleep with a different loser every weekend. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, just, I, I would never, ever think about that now. And oh, that was my main yeah. priority. Yeah. I mean, when thinking, st- talking about kids in one of the articles, it talked about, you know, your one night with your son, like, and he, you asked him to go get you another another bottle of wine. Like, how do you look at that now with, you know, drinking and your kids and, you know, do you talk to them about this? Do you have grandkids? Oh yeah. You oh are- yeah. They all, they all know about it. You know, I'm doing my eight steps, eh? seven and eight steps, yeah. you know, I have to excuse myself and, you know, and then, and then to tell them that now that I love them and, you know, I was drinking alcohol did that to me and yeah. it's a mental, mental disease, you know, I mean, yeah. as, as much as a physical disease. So, you know, I mean, And I know, well, I talk about it freely. Good. Yeah. I think that helps, you know, and, and do you have grandkids? Uh? No, not yet. No. Okay. Cause I mean, think that, you know, you'll be an example, right. Of, and like you said, your wife doesn't drink that, that of people who don't drink. And I think that's what we can, that's what we can give these younger generations and kids who are growing up now. Like, you know, my kids will never remember me drunk. And I talk, I've told them about the podcast. They just want me to make money and become like YouTube famous on somehow on through this. They don't, they, they haven't registered. They're, they're nine and seven. So they haven't registered yet. Um, I guess really the, the negative connotations around the word alcoholic, but I talk to them about it. And I think presenting like, and you are to many people, but you and your wife are presenting adults who are sober, which we don't see a lot of. And I, you know, presenting that option of sobriety, like we grow up you know, just with the automatic that everyone drinks, right? It's like, it's oh. understood that everyone drinks until you say, same no, here. I don't drink. Yeah, same here. My, my father was an alcoholic, you know, he did 28 years before he, before he died as an AA member. Really? So, and, and when I was young, I was following him, you know, when I was eight, nine, 10, 12 years old, I was with my dad, you know, and yeah. I, I saw him going to meetings, AA meetings. Oh, I saw really? him helping other alcoholic that they had, They had problem with their, their drinking. And I come when I when I when I stopped drinking, I didn't think that I wasn't alcoholic, you know. Yeah. That's that's the worst part of the disease. That's yeah. because it's that's why it's mental, you know, because even though I had an example not to be drinking because my dad was one. Yeah. You know, like my two, my two youngest kids, they haven't seen me drunk. And my my uh, my uh 
my son, has, he's 32 years old now, he said, there's one thing that I regret, that the fact you don't drink, he said, I would like to get drunk with you one night. I said to him, I said to him, I don't think you want to see your dad drunk because it's not, it's not the look or the or the way of thinking of your dad now. Yeah. Because your dad, when he was drunk, you couldn't believe what I can, what I was capable to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And the youngest one, she's 24 now. She she never seen me have a, even have a drink. Eh? Wow. What a nice yeah. gift. What a gift yeah. to them. Yeah. 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 No, that's beautiful. Do you have have more problem than the the oldest one, though? (laughs) uh, She's just about like me. She has no problem with the alcohol, though. Thanks God. But she's the same character, you know. I mean, when we talked together, I had to put my my white gloves, you know, on. (laughs) It's pretty hard to talk with her. Yeah. Uh, Do you have, like, what do you tell people when they come to you? Like, you know, if. If they come to you and say, I, I think I have a problem, what do you say to what do you say to someone? I said that the only thing, the only thing, if you think you have a problem, the only thing can solve your problem is going to therapy. You have no choice, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes I ask them what's their drinking habits. And they try, they try to tell me how they drink, you know, because they want to know for sure before they go in therapy if they are mm-hmm. alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Because they, they deny that they are alcoholic. They don't want to go in therapy because they don't want to stop drinking. Right. You know? And, and men, think- since I'm well-known, most mostly people, they call me, maybe the wife, the kids, the the, the mom, the dad, you know, they, call, mm-hmm. they talk to me about their son, their husband, you know, their, their dad, you know? And... Uh, Sometimes I talk to the guy and if the guy, if I can, if I feel that the guy is ready to go in therapy, I'll put him in therapy. You know, I got a lot of, uh, I got a network, a lot of, a lot of uh, right. good, good, good places that I can send people. And, a lot of and resources. Them, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. nice. I think ask a lot them of people, a couple of questions to see if, if they are alcoholic, you know? Well, I think a lot of people want to find a way not to be an alcoholic yeah, because yeah. of that word, right? Like, uh, But asking you, if you ask yourself if you are one, most of the time you are one. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I did a lot of quizzes and a lot of, uh, you know, questioning myself. And I remember thinking people who don't have a problem probably aren't wondering all the time if they have a problem. Yeah. No, that's it. That's it. Because they drink like me. I drank for 30 years, like I said, and I never thought I had a drinking problem. Yeah. Because I was functioning, I was functioning normally. Yeah. The day after, you know. Right. Right. I never missed a flight. I never yeah. missed a wake up with my kids. I always take take good care of them, you right. know, and all all that thing. Well, that things. was it too. That's why I couldn't have been an alcoholic too. I didn't go to rehab. I didn't get a DUI. I had a job. I had a family. I had my That's kids. It. I'm not an alcoholic. Yeah. No, I no. Just drink every day. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Right. And I Until think about you it find all the time. out that you are one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a relief when I finally admitted it. It was a relief. It, and then, well, that's the first step, eh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, you know, you sharing your story, like uh, in that article, it has helped countless people. And, and I uh, really admire you for, you know, talking about it to what you say, you know, you're helping people, you know, on like outside of just sharing your story through things like this, that you have these personal conversations with people who reach out to you. And I just think that's just a wonderful thing that you can do to, well, to I have, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't write too much about it because I have nothing to do. I just go out my, go out my, my house and I can meet someone in the street and they're going to yeah. start to talk. I'm, 
I don't run after it. You know? <laughs> people people yeah. come to me, you know, or they call at the foundation and they want to talk to me. Yeah. You know, things like this. So. Well, I think that's wonderful. And the fact that yeah. you agreed to, you know, you agree to do that and that, that you, you do it, you know, and people, I think that the fact that who you are, you know, you have that hero role that people also see that side of you that, you know, you have this at the same time, you have alcoholism, you have that struggle with alcohol, you have the recovery and, and all these years of sobriety that that does paint a picture of someone who, you know, you can have this um, amazing job and amazing life and then still, you know, struggle with something on the side, but over. Well, that's a little bit part of the question that I've been asking myself since the flight 236 happened. Why me? Yeah. You know, why me that I've been to jail before and uh, mm. I was kind of a, a, dumb, a bum, you know, and drinking all the time, chasing women and everything all over mm. the world. Why, why it happened to me, you know? I mean, when you think about it and, uh, I've been asking myself that question for the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. And since that I'm helping people with my alcoholism, mm -hmm. it's kind of a give a part of the, the answer of that question. You know? Exactly. And if at the time to come back and save life of people, to come back and help people with the alcoholism problem, yeah. what good, good that I've done time and good that I, the flight 236 exactly. happened. Exactly. It was all That for... gives a kind of an answer to it. You know? Yeah. It was all for something. It was all for a reason. The result, there's a purpose behind it. And you're, you're showing, you know, you're destigmatizing that word and what an alcoholic looks like and who it can impact. So I think that, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. I'm so glad to have met you. I, I, your story is amazing. Uh, you know, the, the, your whole, your career has been amazing and, uh, and I wish you, you know, but, uh, I can, I can tell you the same because you do a good thing too with your podcast, you know, you do like I do. Uh, you know, that's that's part of our, our of uh, our recovery. Yeah, that's the twelfth step. You know, yep. to help another alcoholic. That's exactly. what we have to do to, to stay exactly. sober. Yeah, that's exactly what we, the two of us are doing right now. You know, and it helps me every time I talk about myself. <laughs> it helps me too, that's you it. know, to to continue to grow and feel confident in my own decision to get sober too. So and and, and you can judge that we have the same. We are the same. We we. We seek the same, we have the same, the same disease, yep. which is alcoholism. Well, know? that's what's nice is that, you know, I talk to these people, I talk to people who are super well-known, you know, what they're on TV, they've, they're authors, they're, they're musicians, they're athletes. And I feel a little like, you know what, like they're, we're the same, like you're not yeah. that different than me. Yes. You've had a different career path and you're more well-known, but ultimately we share something that's kind of that bonds us, you know, it connects it's us. It's just like when I talk with, uh, in the AA meeting, sometime I talk in front of 200 people, said, me, I'm not shy to tell anything about myself. And you know why? Because we're all the same. Yeah. Nobody amongst you can stood up and says, hey, what you're telling a fraud, it's not true. Exactly. Because you, you, you are a disease which is mental and physical like, like the one that I have, you know? Yeah. So that's why I'm saying it. You always have to say the truth, to tell the truth about yourself and about how you feel, yeah. about your emotion, about what you do to cope against the, the disease. Yeah. And you have to be true all the time, you know, exactly. if you're not true, that's not good, but yeah. you have to be true. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, words of wisdom. Uh, I, yeah. I appreciate chatting with you so that's much for right. taking the time to do that. It was so nice to meet you. <laughs> it was nice talking to you. You too. So nice to and, meet you. And have a good 24 hours. Thank you. You too. We'll see you around. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye-bye.
I thoroughly enjoyed my conversation with Captain Pichet. He is very forthcoming, very upfront, and no holds barred when it comes to talking about his uh, story and journey to sobriety. I think it's a refreshing take on something that sometimes we just don't talk honestly enough about. I, I highly recommend the movie that was made about this story as well. It's called Pichet, The Landing of a Man, and in French, Pichet, Ant, Ciel et Terre. Highly recommend this movie uh, as it touches on a lot of things uh, we talked about today. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Thanks for listening. See you next time.